When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Wednesday, April 6th. I just banged my desk. Sorry about that. Uh, anybody have things in life that just get under your skin? I've got trash collectors in my neighborhood that seem to refuse to take my trash. Literally put the trash, uh, it's grass clippings. They say it's dirt because it got wet and it's heavy. So the uh, lawn folks don't pick it up. So I put it into my regular trash. They refuse to pick it up. Fun things in life. So uh, I want to start out today. Leon Cooperman, who is a billionaire, who's giving away his fortune, doesn't, you know, is pretty proud about saying, hey, I don't invest for me. I've got enough money. My family has enough money. I'm giving away my money. Uh, this guy drives a Kia. Just so you know, he traded in his uh, 20-year-old Honda. Uh, great story uh, I saw on CNBC. And what was funny was he was touting the, uh, the show The News with Shepard Smith on CNBC yesterday as uh, the only nonpartisan uh, newscast that he likes. His wife, who's a liberal, uh, watches CNN and MSNBC all day. And he says, do you realize you're, you're married to a pure capitalist? Um, so he's a very, very generous, um, smart man. And he's one of my favorite guests on CNBC. Uh, interesting yesterday, and the, some of the notes that I wrote down, he's still in energy. 20% of his portfolio is still in energy, um, which, I, I, again, I believe energy is not done. I think we've pulled back enough. I, I think you're going to start to see inflation take over. I think you're going to see gas prices continue to go up. Uh, I know SEO was up slightly yesterday. UCO was down. I still think, you know, you're looking at higher gas prices and you're looking at record profits for the energy sector this year. Um, so 20% is still in his portfolio. Paramount Resources in Canada, um, Devon Energy, uh, Tourmaline Oil in Canada, uh, PXD, Pioneer, uh, Energy Transfer, which is a pipe company. Um, and ironically, uh, Mr. Cooper, C-O-O-P, he's been touting this one for quite a while. Um, he, he says that the, the book value is in the 60s and it's trading in the 40s right now. I haven't done my research on it. I'm going to look at it. Um, I, I, he's been touting this these last three or four appearances. Uh, so he's 68% in the market. His portfolio is invested 68 He's a bear. He's been a bear, but he says there's no better place than the market for your money. Um, he does own a, a bond fund called Legato First Lean Debt, which is a bond. Um, he thinks the Fed can't pull off the interest rate hike and a soft landing. He thinks they'll stifle gro uh, kill growth, is what he said. Uh, but he's not a trader, um, and and this he made this very clear. He's an investor, and he takes advantage of tax policies to maximize his return, and that's important too. That's as important as the stocks that you pick, guys. If you invest and, and, you know, take your money out, put it into a Roth, your Roth doesn't get, you, you know, you don't pay capital gains on your Roth. 
If it's a traditional IRA, when you take it out, you pay your taxes. So the thought is that, hey, later in life, I'm going to have less income, so I'm going to pay less in taxes. Um, my particular opinion, and again, this is just my opinion, you maximize that Roth. Um, don't think that putting your stuff into a regular IRA or a regular 401k, if your work offers a Roth 401k, uh, I traditionally did 50-50 because I said, okay, I want 50% of my money. Uh, when you put it into a Roth 401k, you pay, um, you do pay uh, taxes. So you pay your current tax base. So if you're a high income earner, uh, definitely check with your tax advisor. But uh, in, in my particular case, I, I believe I was a high earner. Not exactly sure what I was, but I believe I was a high earner. It made sense for me to do 50-50 in a Roth because I couldn't contribute to a Roth IRA separately. So the Roth 401k made sense. Um, he thinks the price of oil and labor costs are pushing us into a recession and that we've borrowed from the future. He said the first round of COVID from Congress was fantastic. It was needed. Second round, probably a little too rich um, for his opinion. He's also written to the president about um, tax policy and other things. Uh, he's a big, big uh, uh, fan of, of making sure that your tax um, your tax sense is, is, is in your investing plan as well. So just a little, little note on that one. Um, he also, one of the, <clears throat> the key things that I, I think they glossed over a little bit, he said, doesn't expect the S and P to lead. Um, he expects pot, stock pickers to do better. Uh, he's got a significant holding in uh, Microsoft and Google, but he's been writing calls against it. Uh, so he's, he also said, this is the guy who taught me about the nifty 50 of the seventies. And if you want to Google it, Google the nifty 50, there's not a, an exact definition of which companies were the nifty 50. But when he talks about the nifty 50, he's like, Hey, they were, you know, Avon was trading at 60 times earnings, uh, Avon trading at 60 times earnings. Um, Microsoft, Google, they're in the twenties. I, th I think Microsoft might be up near 30. Uh, but it's not a crazy PE when you think about it. So um, with that said, some of the other news of the day, just so you're, you are aware, the Fed um, uh, notes from the last meeting are coming out. That could derail the market. Uh, it was clear yesterday when one of the Fed governors essentially said, hey, uh, interest, you know, inflation is out of control and the Fed needs to, to pair off. Well, it was clear the market wasn't ready for either higher interest rates or the slowing of the Fed uh, putting money into, into the market uh, and, and weighing down their balance, basically getting rid of their balance sheet. Um, I think this particular Fed is looking at the employment rate and inflation, and the market is secondary to them. Uh, I think that's what Cooperman pretty much said is, hey, uh, if you're looking at uh, inflation and, and your employment, because those are the two things that the Fed is in, in charge of, um, if those are the two things that you're in charge of, uh, they're looking good. And if the Fed starts moving, you're going to start to see a lot of these high multiples, anything over 17. Again, when you look at the, the P-E ratio, if it's over 17, I think you've got a chance of it getting hit. Apple is over 17. You're seeing it get hit. Microsoft over 17. You're seeing it get hit. NVIDIA 
over 17. You're seeing it get hit. Um, now, they can come back because they can actually grow their earnings so that that multiple kind of comes down just based on the earnings growing. So, um, you, you, again, I, I think we're seeing that the market ran up. I think you're seeing that, that the, the interest rates are going to go up. I think you're seeing a little bit of spin. Uh, the energy stocks, I, I th don't think that they're done. I've written down. I'll, I'll take a look at a couple of these. But uh, UNG, Boyle, um, Devon, uh, URNM, which is uranium, CCJ, BTU. Uh, I have Oxy. I have Exxon. I have ML, uh, MPLX. So there's a lot there. Um, but let's talk about individual stocks. So um, Shopify. Shopify was the big one that we talked about yesterday. This one wound up down, significantly down. It wound up giving back all of Monday's gains. Um, it is down again. It closed at 702. It is down at 680 today. Uh, this one has lost support. There's no support at, at this level. Um, what I will say is there's a, quite a, um, a big gap here. <clears throat> Let me go to the daily. I look at the typically look at the four hour. Um, but when I look at the daily, there's a gap here, 795 to 842. And it's clear that it is using this uh, 21 day as support. When I pull back the volume level, there is no volume level at 680. Well, I take it back. 660 is the bottom of the, the volume shelf. So in my mind, I think that's where we're, we're probably going at the low today. If you break 660, I think the next support level is probably 600. Um, again, the PE on this one is large. It's 30. It's not out of control crazy, but 30 is higher than, than what the market would want. Um, and, but I do think at some point, you know, take your position. Uh, like I said, when you buy positions, do a third, a third, a third. Um, you can do 20% five times, uh, figure out what you're comfortable with in this market because it is volatile, uh, up and down. So, uh, if you want to do, I I'm in at 744 on this. Let me just make sure that's, that's the price that I'm in at. Um, Shopify, yeah, 744, right on the dot. So I'm in at 744. I'm looking to dollar cost average down. I'm probably going to do some tax uh, issues with this one, but uh, I'm looking at playing this one. The MACD is up. The RSI is at 50. So it's not oversold. It's not overbought. Uh, when it's opening up at 680 and it's the market taking it down, essentially. So uh, there's that one. Qualcomm. I posted a, uh, an interesting one. Um, Jim Cramer recommended this one uh, right at about um, 179. It's down 18% since he recommended it. Um, let's look at where it's trading in pre-market. It is trading down at 142. It closed at 145. Um, I'm still a believer that in this one. They've got... Uh, 5G, they've got self-driving cars. Um, this is a chipset that they need. What's happening with the chips is um, the assumption is there's going to be a glutton supply at some point. And so the market, again, being forward-looking, is saying, hey, um, we need to get uh, 
you're going to have these chips. You don't have pricing power because there's they're going to come down later, and your which means your earnings are going to come down. Now there's an interesting gap here down at 138, um, one between 138 and 152. We filled portions of this. We haven't come down to 138 yet. Um, we got to 139 uh, March 15th, and I thought that gap had been filled, but it hasn't. So when I'm looking at the daily, um, let's see where this gap is. The gap is down at 139. Um, but on the daily, you only hit, uh, you did hit 139 back on March 15th. So um, I think the gap has been filled. I don't think that you're, you're going to hit that rate, but I think you could go to 140 today. Um, you know, again, the levels are kind of there. Uh, but I do think you're you're looking back at at the end of the year. I think you're looking at a hundred and eighty dollars stock. At some point, you're looking at a hundred and eighty dollars stock. Um, they are their multiple is sixteen. This is consider again when you're below seventeen, you're considered a value stock. This is a value stock that's trading at uh that that that's got growth. So I I think that's a good one. Um, UNG United States Natural Gas fund. Um, natural gas, as you know, is a big thing. It's usually a winter thing because winter ne- uh, uh, Europe needs it in the winter. Uh, this one is trading up um, a full dollar. So it's from, gone from 21 to 22. It closed at about 20, yeah, about 21 yesterday. 2106 is where it closed. Um, if you want to play natural gas, this is a good one to to kind of guess. Again, it's the United States Natural Gas Fund. Uh, let's look at the some of these commodities trade a little wacky in my algorithm. Let's see. Yeah, so the algorithm had you in at fifteen uh, on February sixteenth, um, but the two hundred day has just started to change positive. Um, the fifty two week high is twenty two ten. So you're going to probably open up close to that. Um, I would expect it to go a little bit higher because, again, the United States is going to start supplying natural gas to Europe, uh, even though winter is over. Um, You're seeing it in some places here in the United States is that winter is going on longer uh, than you would expect. Um, B-O-I-L is another way to play Um, natural gas. This is uh, Bloomberg Natural Gas. And this one is uh, closed at 64. It's opening up at 70. Um, And I would not recommend KOLD because, again, natural gas is probably going to uh, deal with a a supply issue. Um, The symbol BTU is one uh, as long as Peabody Energy. This was brought up by Thomas again. Thomas been really good with with stock picks. the algorithm has you in at 24 on March 21st. Um, let's see where they are trading at in pre-market. Um, BTU. And that is, they're at 25. So the algorithm has you in on this one. Um, and it's not too crazy away from where it purchased at. Um, they closed at 24.78. Again, I think you're going to start to, to see energy continue to go up. You're entering into earnings season. This is going to be record earnings for the oil and energy companies. You're going to see, um, and, but the main part, again, remember, 
the market is forward-looking. So just because they report current earnings as record, uh, if for some reason the oil companies uh, say, hey, um, the government, you know, the U.S. government is going to impose taxes on us, a one-time tax, and we're not going to make money next, next quarter. Well, you're going to see the stock plummet. Not because their current quarter, they didn't do record numbers. Um, but, you know, the, the other thing that they could do are record buybacks, which would help, um, or a dividend. Who knows? Most of the time, what the, the, the companies will do is probably a dividend specifically uh, energy companies. MPLX has a, like a 9% dividend that, I, that paid to me. Um, Devon Energy has a 7 or 8%. Um, and that one dipped under 60 yesterday. They're at 58. Um, let's see where they're opening up at. Um, they're at 59. They closed at 58.47. They're at $59. Uh, Occidental is... Uh, um, by the way, yeah, it's coming up on, on CNBC right now. Lawmakers to grill oil execs. Um, they're, they're, they're get, they're, I hate politics, but, and, and I hate oil companies too, by the way, let's put this very clear. I'm not a fan of oil companies. Um, the, these guys, you know, I, I, I'm a fan when you can make money, but these guys love to play politics just as much as the politicians. They'll claim, well, Politicians don't let us drill. Well, yeah, they're letting you drill. You just want more and more, and you want the easy money, and you want to make you know ruin the environment, um, whatever. But um, Occidental, they're at fifty, opening up at fifty six. So uh, I think you've got the the other one. Let's go over one other one from yesterday. Into it, uh, into it around tax time. They've got an ex dividend date coming up. Um, they're slightly expensive with their PE at 63, but again, this is a software company um, that has significant growth. They have TurboTax. If you use Mint, Mint.com, which I constantly use, uh, well, I should say once a day, um, but uh, this is one that their ex-dividend date is coming up on April 8th. Um, I don't think yet it's a 0.55% dividend yield. They're paying 68 cents on a $500 stock. I don't expect them to raise the dividend. I don't expect any kind of news on their earnings. The earnings are coming up. Um, let's see if they've scheduled it. Earnings date 523. So I don't expect the catalyst. You are seeing the, the dividend X date coming up. I wouldn't necessarily buy it for the dividend. The MACD is up. Um, the purchase of the algorithm is at 445. Um, but you do have the 50-day turning upward, and you have the 9 and 21 crossing the 50-day, which is typically a bullish signal. So, uh, I, again, my point is anything under 500 on this, your 52-week high is 716. This is a software company. Um, as you've seen, some software companies have been making purchases. These guys have tons of cash. They could make some uh, additional purchases. That could be a catalyst for the stock. So I think it... Anything under uh, 500, I, I think, you know, you nibble on. Again, 20%. I, I wouldn't throw a ton of money into this one just because, again, the, the PE is at 63. This one could get hurt uh, with interest rates kind of going up if they don't grow into that. Um, let's look at, oh, interesting um, overnight. JetBlue made an unsolicited offer to buy Spirit at $33 a share. And Spirit Airlines, let me, I didn't write down their, their symbol, but Spirit 
uh, airlines. Um, save is their symbol. S A V E. Um, they shot up. They shot up from about twenty one to twenty six. Um, and in pre market, they are at twenty five. Um, it closed at twenty six yesterday. Um, it was right before the bell that JetBlue announced, hey, we're going to take you, you know, make the competing bid to Frontier. Spirit essentially said, Frontier said, hey, let's merge. Spirit said, okay. Um, they haven't entered into the offer, the official offer yet, but they were going to. And Frontier, uh, JetBlue said, hey, before you merge with Frontier, let's take a look. And, and $33 sounds good. $33 was much richer than Frontier's. Um, essentially I heard a great theory on this one. This is similar to when, uh, you know, football players or baseball players, when they are on the free agent train, um, uh, one team might offer a bunch just to make another team pay more. And it's a, it's a strategy that gets done. So, uh, that's what I think is going on. This is a significant, um, discount kind of fight. Uh, the other airline that has kind of been thrown in on this is Alaska Airlines. What do they do? Uh, typically, when you start seeing uh, one airline take over another, you start to see bidding wars. So uh, I'm not saying get into airlines. Airlines have been hit. Fuel costs are up. Um, you know, international travel might be getting taken down again with some uh, uh, BA2, uh, COVID kind of related stuff. Um, people are dying to get out there. If you have been on a plane, I haven't been on a plane in about eight months. Um, but my neighbors are all in the airline industry and you can't get a seat. And by the way, they're getting canceled left and right because, uh, they can't find staff. So, uh, I think it's a bad business to be in. I think it's a bad place to put your money, but if you want to play the stock, um, Spirit might be one because, again, it's trading at 26, and JetBlue has said, hey, we'll buy you for 33. So you've got a big move up there if, if JetBlue winds up paying $33 in cash to any Spirit or shareholder. So um, there were a couple of interesting ones. Um, again, I want you to keep an eye on Shopify. I think that's a good one. I think Qualcomm's a good one. I think as these, these start to turn, um, you know, Qualcomm again, Facebook is, is another one, um, that, that essentially trades at a value proposition with a growth profile. So I think Facebook and Qualcomm are in the same ish, same thing. Uh, AMD, uh, this is one that I'm in at 113, um, and it's trading at 103 pre-market. This is going back down to a hundred, um, the PE ratio is 41. This is getting hit again from the chip sector that there's going to be a glutton supply. Um, I think you trade this one all day from 100 to 120. At some point, this is going back to 120. Um, so I, I think that's a good one to, to keep an eye on. But there's another one, UPS. And the freights have been hit hard. Um, you know, we talk about Zim. We talk about some of the shipping companies. Um, UPS is one that just dipped under 200. Their PE is 13. Um, this is a company that's continuing to grow. Great management. Um, I'm a believer in this one. Um, their dividend yield is 3%. I think this is one that you could sit on at 200. Again, their 52-week high is 233. Their 52-week low 
is 171. Ironically, that was April 5th, 2021. So last year, this was trading at 171. It's not crazy to think that, you know, from 171 to 190 is a good year for, for a stock like this. Um, paying a 3% dividend, growing at, at what would that be, about 5%, 10%. Um, that is a great, great year. When you're up at 233, it's a phenomenal year. So I, I do think under 200, this one presents an opportunity, especially at the 13.41. Now, go back to Leon Cooperman's thing. The two biggest things that are causing inflation are um, uh, employee wages and fuel. What's the two biggest line items in UPS? Employee wages, fuel. So. I think you're going to see cost coming into this one, and I think that's why you're seeing it down. Um, do they have pricing power? Most likely they do. Uh, that, you know, again, UPS has some pricing power. Amazon has started their own delivery service for their own items. There's talk about um, them actually being uh, uh, in, in bed with, uh, uh, not in bed, but essentially starting up their own service to compete with UPS and FedEx. Uh, I would not buy FedEx. Um, I would buy UPS. And just so you're aware, FedEx, symbol FDX, uh, their PE is 11, and they're trading down uh, from 211 to 208, and their dividend yield is only 1.42. So I think you dibble into UPS. so let's see, in my notes, it's clear the market didn't have the rate hikes priced in and the, the Fed chief, Brainerd, um, that made said, you know, hey, we're going to be a little more aggressive. Um, so uh, let's see, let's look at Zim. Because I've said Zim is getting ready and, and it, it did sync up. The Bollinger Bands were getting ready to go somewhere. I said up, <laughs> Zim said down. It closed at 61, and it's opening up at 60. So this one clearly has been making the move down. Um, the MACD is getting lower. The, uh, the RSI is at 28. This one's getting killed. Uh, I did not enter this one. There is a gap here between 79 and 85, and that gap was caused by the $17 dividend. So um, I, I would expect that one. To get, uh, to get filled, if you look at DAC, um, this one's getting killed as well. It's down at 92. Um, this one, you would be out uh, on the algorithm. Zim, you would be out on the algorithm. Uh, both of them sold off, it looks like, on March 24th. Um, the uh, Zim is trading below the 200-day on a four-hour chart again. If I go to a daily... Let's see if it's hit below the 200-day. It has not. The 200-day on Zim is right around 54, 55. My expectation is this one will bounce um, at probably 58 or 59. I see a volume shelf here at 55, if that's the absolute bottom. But I think at 58, 59, that's the one. Um, so EGLE, Eagle Bulk. Um, this one has not dipped as much as the others, but it is at 63. You would still be in this one, uh, but you will start to get out of this one. Uh, this one may present a buying opportunity in the soon, in the near term, 
Um, but I, I think this one, you know, SBLK, we can look at. Um, this one's come down at 27. Let's see if they're opening up at 25 like I thought they would. Um, SBLK is opening up 27. So it's slightly up, actually, ironically. But SBLK is one that, you know, again, they have a 29% dividend yield of $2 per share. Uh, so uh, I, yeah, that's per year. Uh, I, I, again, I think this one is, is, is a great opportunity. Um, shippers are going to be huge. To close out the show, it was announced yesterday afternoon that uh, Elon is now an um, active uh, shareholder, not a passive shareholder. So he was added to the board. He bought more shares. He's now got somewhere near 10, 11% of the company. I think it may be up at, at 14, but either way, he's active, um, which makes a, a big, big difference. You've got this one up at the $50 range. Um, in my mind, I think this, you know, again, you have to play that hype, that hype rally. It's down at 49 pre-market. I think you're dipping down to 47, 48. Um, my purchase price on Twitter, and it was not a recent purchase. This was a while ago purchase. Um, uh, purchase price forty four ninety. Let's see if I can see the date that it was purchased on. Oh, I have to relog into Fidelity. But forty four ninety. Um, I was a fan of that price. I wrote it all the way up to the seventies. Um, I didn't sell it. I, I hold it in my um, retirement account, so I totally could have sold it without a tax event happening. Um, it was November 20th, 2020. Um, I put a small position in, and then I bought more uh, a couple of days later. I think my total position looks like it's about $8,000. So it's not a huge position for me, um, but uh, I'm up 13% on it. So I might take my 10%. And wait for this one to move back to 45. Um, that's where I think it's going. In my mind, I think 45 is is kind of where you're looking at. It 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 was trading at 40. Um, you've got the 200 day moving up. And the reason I say 45 is I think the 200 day and the uh, 50 day at some point in the future will meet at 45. And I think that's where you're going to in the near term. Uh, again, outside of some kind of crazy thing happening, um, Twitter has reiterated they don't want Trump to be back on. Does uh, I, I don't think Elon's a big enough fan of Trump to say, yeah, he's got to be back on, and this is why I bought in, and this is what I want, blah, blah, blah. Remember, Elon's libertarian. Elon left Trump's CEO panel. Trump is not a fan of Elon because he left, and it was because Trump got out of the Paris Accord Agreement. And what's Elon's number one issue? It's climate change. Well, he's a fan of, of Biden with the climate change. He's just not a fan of the Biden administration completely ignoring uh, Tesla over the union issue. So I do think Twitter is a buy. Uh, I just don't think it's a buy here. Uh, I've said this for the past few days that you have to wait for the hype. Every reaction is an overreaction in the market. The market is settling this down. I think Twitter is the next um, Tesla. I think it goes to 70 at some point. And I think uh, Elon will play Twitter like he did Tesla in the early days. Um, he was all over Twitter. Uh, promoted, you know, think of it. Tesla doesn't spend a dime in marketing. He's the marketing. Where's the marketing done? Twitter. 
So what do you think he's going to do? He's going to make news by throwing crap out on Twitter. So this is going to be a hype stock. So I think you're going to 70 at some point. I just don't want you to overpay for this. I think you go back down to 45. I think he's going to play it safe. I think he's going to just sit back and relax for a little while. My guess is that you get some type of catalyst at this once it gets down to between 40 and 45, but I think you have better entry opportunities in this one. So in looking at my, uh, my portfolio, uh, the only ones that I see that are up are Energy, uh, Exxon, MPLX, and Oxy, um, the biggest pre-market movers, uh, and I typically don't look at this one, but I'm interested today. Um, my guess is today we just, yeah, I don't see Twitter's in the top, top 10, BitNile holding, Nile is in the top 10 at 62. If you remember, you were trading that one around a dollar. Um, Tilray, uh, they announced a partnership with, um, where some of their hemp products will be sold in Whole Foods. That one's up 10%. Um, and the rest of them are just, Didi is up 1%. That's in the top. Uh, Mullen Auto at two fifty eight. Remember, this was a three dollars stock. It's just all hype. Um, Guardian Health again. It's it's, it's hype rally here. Uh, I think you play the market carefully today. I think you en- enter into some positions. I don't think you buy heavily because I think the Fed minutes those are going to be telling. I think they come out at two o'clock if I'm not mistaken. But um, I'll be looking at more opportunities for you. Um, Again, I think, uh, in my mind, I think Shopify, remember, 100% of the time this week's positive. Do we have a catalyst late in the week? Do we, ha- do we have a catalyst from the, the Fed meetings today? Um, you know, the Fed meeting notes, I should say. Uh, but with two down days, I think you're going to see a pop probably tomorrow. Uh, I think this afternoon you'll start to see some volume come back in. Uh, we could have quite a volatile day for the next two, three days for the rest of the week. but. Shopify positive for the week. Um, I think Shopify positive for the month. 100% of the time, does it break that trend? That's my number one play that I'm looking really to get into. Um, I think uh, your Qualcomm is another opportunity, and I think into it. Those are the three. If you want to play some energy, uh, I think um, BTU seems like an interesting one. And I know I mentioned that one, but I like Thomas's plays. Peabody is a is an interesting one. Um, again, you're in at 24 on the algorithm. It's trading just at 25. Um, the MACD is up there, but the RSI is only at 53. Last time it was at 53. Um, kind of shot up. When I'm looking at it, it was the stock was trading around $16. So it's an opportunity. The only thing I will... Uh, uh, by you know, uh, warn about yesterday. The uh, yesterday morning, the volume was up. There was a spike in volume on BTU, but the afternoon was dead, absolutely dead. So volume needs to come back in for these prices to go up. Volume is just not there. With that, I'll sign off because I probably rambled about five minutes too long. Take care. Have fun. Talk to you tomorrow.